What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the East of Stratford podcast. And we're coming off a high because we beat Chelsea 2-0, baby. At Stamford Bridge. Fuck yeah. Stamford Bridge. Ollie has fucked Lampard (laughs) three times this year. But there is a lot of controversy over this game. You know, we won, but did we win convincingly? And I think, you know... Even before watching this video, you guys know that uh, there was VAR was the main talking point of this game. There were three main incidents, and I'll just quickly walk you guys through it before we go into the discussion. So the first one was the Maguire red, him uh, kicking who in the nuts again? That's uh, right. That's right. He probably deserved it. Aspilicueta's goal, was that a goal or not? And Giroud's goal at the end. Um, Kartik, I want to start with you, man. Uh, Yeah. Is that a red? Was that a yellow? Was that like anything? I think uh, Maguire's, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, see, um, I even, I think I spoke to you guys about this too. I feel like there was like like 10% intent there. I think everything else was just him falling over and... I, I do agree, like, there was some level of intent, but I don't know if it was red card worthy. I think I think the way he played it off after that was also really smart by Maguire. Like, he didn't yeah. get too defensive and shit, so I think that kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt as well. But, yeah, I mean, I've seen those given as well. But, yeah, for me, like, there wasn't that much intent. I just felt like wrong place, wrong time, mostly. Vishnu, yeah. what about you? Um... You know, uh, initially when I first saw it, I was, as being a biased Man United fan, I just went, get Absolutely. out of here. There is no <laughs> way that's hard. And so with strong opinions, because um, as soon as he did it, like Kartik said, he had no reaction. He was smiling because I think it was very close to the um, Chelsea support stuff, the touchline. So you can see them uh, asking for a foul or red card and stuff like that. But Maguire played it off easy, saying that, yo, I couldn't have done anything. And then went through it again, where it's it does seem like it was just momentum. As he was falling down, he had to sort of save himself. But uh, we saw Son get a red card for yeah. this when yeah. Tottenham. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I talked to you guys, and I kind of wanted some assurance. And then yeah, <laughs> it's definitely yeah. for me. It is. It's definitely a red. Card. I know. Yeah. It had like a massive I'm impact to the, the game as well. <laughs> Dude, it's 100% a red card. Son got red carded for <laughs> Rudiger earlier in the year. It was way less. This Maguire's falling back, right? Your momentum is taking you back. He's saying he kicked his opposite foot to try and help Bachuai stay up. What a yeah. motherfucker. I like it. I, you know, I'm happy he stayed on. I, I think but, there's like, some idiot move. I, th- I think I'm, I'm I'm with you on the part where I liked it more than I think, which is why I'm probably also like, I don't know, man. I like the fight in our players. I don't know. It's it's dirty, whatever. But, you know, it's football, man. Like, shit happens sometimes. But, yeah. I mean, that's if it a, happened to me, yeah, Keen, I, I would have been, yeah. Fuck yeah, that's yeah. a Roy Keane worthy. <laughs> that's like, a Roy, Keane, a Roy Keane. Keane shit. But, yeah, man. I mean, uh, uh, but then, you know, man, we even when we play and stuff, like, in the heat of the moment, like, there are things you do and you're just like, fuck, did I just do that? Like, you know, I think it happens, but, yeah, I mean, but if it happened mean, to us, I exactly, yeah. it's wrong. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Fuck you, okay? I agree. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, like Vishnu said, we all, okay, good, we all agree on something, finally, but like Vishnu said, that, a hu- that had a huge impact <laughs> on the game later on. 
so this is why I think overall Chelsea just got really dicked by VAR. But let's move on to the second one first. Uh, the second one was Aspilicueta's goal um, being disallowed off of a corner for pushing Brandon Williams. Vishnu, you go ahead and start on this one. What do you think? Do you agree with the decision? Um, looking back, back at it again, because it was kind of a chain reaction, sort of what happened. Um, I'm not sure. It was off a corner, wasn't it? Um, I'm not sure yeah. who it take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it was Aspliqueta. Um, was it Zuma as well who had taken, who was involved in it? Not sure. Yeah, Zuma, Zuma, scored, Zuma is the one who scored, yeah. Oh, scored, my bad. Yeah, yeah Zuma so, scored. Aspi yeah, was so, the one who made. Yes, exactly. So I think it was a... I wouldn't... It wasn't, for me, it wasn't um, worthy of a foul, what Fred had done. I think it was just like a gentle sort of nudge. It wasn't even um, that much of an intent to bring down the player. But I feel like that did cause a reaction in a little way. Um, because as soon as, um, as soon as he was pushed... Uh, or nudged, he did go two hands to try and stop himself as well. But in a way, he did find Brandon Williams in front of him, and that brought down the player, um, which, you know, helped Zuma connect the ball and get the ball in. Uh, personally, I do, I think that Fred's push or, or nudge, it's it's a corner. It happens every time. You're in like a huddle. You're always um, you're always battling against your uh, man-marking, man-marked player to try and get away from him or get away from the ball or help at least your defenders try to shield the ball away from their defenders so your striker can get a, can get a good head in. Um, so it happens all the time. So I don't think what Fred did was anything wrong with it. So for me, Barr got, got that right, absolutely. Yeah. Kartik, what do you think? Um, yeah, I'm sort of with Vishnu. And also, um, I think uh, I completely agree with the fact that, um, you know, especially when you're waiting for any sort of set piece, you're always getting in a tussle with the defenders. So, you know, um, so I just felt like the more I watched, re-watched the, uh, the, the highlights, I did, I could see, it took me a while to see Fred actually pushing Aspie. Like, you know, so I wasn't really focusing on it. And then until like someone pointed it out, then I started looking at it. So it wasn't like the first thing that came, that, that, that stood out to me. But the more I watched it, um, <coughs> I guess, yeah, there was a little bit of intention from Fred, maybe just to kind of like nudge him and get him out of the way. But yeah, I don't mm -hmm. think it was enough for, um, you know, to for it to go the other way. So I think, yeah, to an extent, Aspie did have like an active movement on pushing uh, Williams. So yeah, I, I think, I don't think that was, uh, uh, that was rightly decided by VAR is my opinion. But yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. It's I unlucky for Chelsea. It's unlucky. It's unlucky. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, I do agree with the decision. I feel like it, this it sort of like um, it comes under like a gray area where um, yeah. pushing, shoving in the box. You know, you, you can't really blame the referees for this call because it it's more like the benefit of the doubt. You know, there isn't enough right. evidence there that what Fred did that would overturn their decision yeah. to overturn the decision. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A, I agree. I, I thought it was a fucking amazing finish by Zuma. Like he, yeah, he yeah, did a great was. job. But I, I agree with you guys. I think it was not a penalty. I mean, it was not a goal. VAR got it correct because, like, like you guys are saying, the first instance is Fred pushing him, and then VAR should assess. Okay, 
is that a penalty? I think we all agree that's too light to be a penalty. Yeah. Then the second instance is, did the eventual push from Aspilicueta affect, impact the goal? Which it did, because Brandon Williams, mm, that's, though yeah. it's short, yeah. he could have gone yeah. on the ball. So I think like VAR got it right because they can only focus on that. Even though it was, yeah. he did get pushed, the momentum pushed him, yeah, but it still impacted the goal. So I think yeah. I, you know, I agree with you guys. Um, so two out of two, we agree. Uh, VAR fucked up on the first one. VAR got it right on the second, and the third one is the Olivier Giroud goal, which it, again was another fucking sweet finish, and kind of just shows our vulnerability on corners. Uh, Kartik. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, we really got away with that one, for sure. Um, I mean, it was literally a toenail offside, I think, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but it was offside, though. We have seen offsides like that given before as well. So I guess yeah. if you're looking at just textbook-wise, then, yeah, that was an offside. But, yeah, that also, like, opened up, like, the significant amount of weaknesses we have you know when it comes to handling set pieces or crosses and stuff like that so yeah so it was scary but we got away that one and hopefully like that sort of some sort of an awakening where we try to work on that more but yeah that's my Vishnu um I think um I think Maguire was man marking Giroud when this happened so I he, he yeah. got away from the ball somehow which is Hard for me to understand because Maguire had such a great game. He was winning a lot of aerial duels and he was uh, defending like a champion. So yeah. first I was a bit puzzled about why that happened in the first place. But it was a brilliant ball. Um, not sure who assisted that, but it was a top, top class ball. Um, great finish. It was good to see Giroud. I do feel bad for the guy because he, he has been um, sort of made the third striker of Chelsea after Barshui and obviously Tammy Abraham. So um, yeah. it's nice for you to like get a goal as well. Maybe who knows? We might buy him at the end of the year. So <laughs> I'd like to Dude, see. Dude, I would have taken him in the. I would have taken him in the Jan window. Like, like he's, yeah. yeah, he's bro. Like, yeah. in, I, a well, lot of people don't give him credit for France winning the World Cup, but he did a yeah. lot for that team. His hold-up yeah, yeah. play was absolutely phenomenal, dude. Like, he's such but, a threat. Uh, he didn't score the goals, but everyone else scored for them. So yeah, for yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think... No, but, um, yeah, it's just a genius um, little play by Chelsea as well, and that could have, again, changed the impact of the game because um, I think the score would have been 1-1 then, and it would have been a bit more... Or was it after the second goal? I'm not entirely sure. But, yeah, I, I it would have... It was, it was after the... It was after. But, yeah, yeah it, I think there was still, like, 15 minutes to go, so there would have been enough pressure on yeah. Man United afterwards as well. Yeah, It yeah. could have made a difference. Yeah. Well... It's nice to see that sometimes bar decisions do go our way. Um, I know that the rest of the Twitter sphere and the rest of social media is going to roast me saying that, all right, Man United don't get away with much. Like, they do have bar and the referees on their side forever. But um, I strongly oppose okay. that fact. So that we did get lucky this time. And, uh, yeah, yeah happy about that, I guess. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, I think I think we definitely got lucky here because I yeah. think VAR assessing these offsides is kind of bullshit because, dude, if they're giving the attacker like a toenail of space, right? But you cannot like accurately for sure tell through the nanosecond when the 
person who's crossing the ball in is actually touching the ball. You have to make an yeah. assumption. Oh, it looks like yeah. he's touching the ball here. So if you're giving like that like leeway to the defending team, I think you're just taking away goals, especially since it's just a toenail off. You can't for sure say that that ball was crossed at that exact second yet. So I think until yeah. the technology gets there, we should give the leeway to the attacking team. Um, so I think Chelsea got yeah. fucked there. Um, but to Chelsea, recap... Yeah. It was a rough game for Chelsea. It was, yeah. dude. And like they played well. They, they, they played really well. They played, yeah. They, I think they had moments of much better football than we did as well, which I have to give to them. But I guess they just didn't. I think this happened even in the last game, even the first time we met. They just failed to take chances. I mean, we see that too in our team from time to time. Like, but for some reason, every time it comes to Chelsea, like they're the ones doing it to us. So, like they're the ones missing chances on us. So, I think um, I don't know. Maybe maybe we can also look at it in a way that Chelsea. <clears throat> that's where we were better, where we took our chances and they didn't. So. No, um, I, I agree yeah. with this, but like they were missing uh, their two main strikers of. of uh, yeah. There were two main yeah. scores and stuff. I mean, not there. Yeah. Tammy wasn't there. Mason Mount did start for some reason, right. which is very puzzling. And right. um, right. Golovante obviously suffered an injury right. in the first 15 that, minutes. That was, that was, yeah, that was bad. That kind yeah. of. But I, I, fuck injuries. Their, their midfield is still like insane. Good. Yeah. We're missing so, Rashford. We're missing. Pogba that's what I was getting. At. Yeah. 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 So, like, right. even when Mourinho just, like, on the side, because we keep <laughs> shitting on Mourinho in our group chat, when he's talking about Harry Kane being out, I'm like, dude, like, you still have a fucking stack squad. So, I, I hate yeah. these, like, you know, we, we fucking suffer it, too. But we, but, and know, the worst part is we face so much criticism for this, even though we are, like, riddled with injuries and um, exactly. Ollie keeps getting shit for, you know, not converting Absolutely. results and shit or games or whatever. But people yeah. like Chelsea and fucking Arsenal and stuff who have better teams than we do are still, like, fucking rotting, dude. They're not doing half as well as they can do. And I think Oli's doing really well with the team we currently have. So, yeah. So, yeah. fuck all you haters. But, all in. Yeah. All in. Yeah. So, I think uh, that's a <laughs> okay, good anyway. segue to the next topic, uh, Karthik. But just to recap really quickly, so the three VAR decisions, Maguire, Red, who eventually scored, we think that it should have been a red card. Aspilicueta, I mean, Zuma's goal that Aspilicueta, um, you know, interrupted. We agree with the VAR decision. And Giroud, Giroud's goal were kind of like, I don't know, Karthik, what did you end up thinking? Did you say it should be a goal or not? Uh, I said it shouldn't, considering... The decisions that have been given before as well um so i don't think it should have yeah i i don't think it should have been given as well because i think from the angle that we watched it in at least you could clearly see that there was a foot or at least ahead of the last defender and <clears throat> when it comes to gray areas like this you can't really complain yeah which is why we have it's weird yeah and see like, like you that's can why we're you can connect this to cricket as well. So in, in terms of the DRS and stuff, there is a little bit of like error, which is about like a 5% or something. So these systems are maybe 95% efficient and they are used to basically aid the referees, right? I'm not sure what right. the initial, what did the, the referee gave it a goal initially? I think yeah. that, uh, there was no, they didn't call offside, but there must've been some sort of evidence that showed that this decision was overturned. 
So yeah, and and I thought I saw it as well. So I don't see the problem with overruling this. It sucks. It sucks for Chelsea, but yeah, I think it's fair enough. Bars yeah, there for I, a reason. I think you know I I agree with you guys, but I do think that the benefit of the doubt, just because the technology is not fully there yet, I feel yeah. because you can't see when the person is touching the ball. So we disagree on the last one, but again, I agree with you guys. I don't give a fuck. We won, and that's three points off on the board, and we're three points away from the top yeah. four. And like Karthik was saying, Oli is, you know, he's taking this squad and he's doing a, a good job. And now in the three games that we've played Chelsea, we are up 8-1 as a total scoreline. Lampard gets fucking praised, you know, even though he has an insane squad. His squad is fucking good. So I think, you know, Oli needs to be getting more credit. Um, Vishnu, do we make the top four at this point? It's a tough call considering Chelsea's on fourth right now. Um, yeah. This win against them, uh, making it a complete 3-0 this year against Chelsea. So Solskjaer's absolutely owned Lampard this season. Tactically, Optimum. completely... Threw all the tactics out of the way since they started in. So, amazing. Um, United are seventh right now. Both teams played 26 points, 26 games. Chelsea's on 41 points. United is on 38. But in between is also Tottenham, Sheffield, and Wolves. And just trailing behind us is also Arsenal and Everton. So, there is Wolves ahead of us? Yeah, Wolves are ahead of us, I think. But there's a seven-point... Um, difference between the top four spot and it's going to be a tight finish but I feel like one thing to notice is that the last three um, last four matches that we've played Man United in total not just the Premier League it's all been clean sheets so Mm -hmm. defensively we've been doing amazing Um, the entrance of Bruno Fernandes into the side has also really boosted United's chances to make that top four spot and um, yeah, regardless, I think that um, I think you're going to touch on this a little bit later, but with Manchester City's ban, I think there's two spots open now to get into the Champions League next year. So that does yeah. give us a very, very solid chance to yeah, go ahead and do it. But just on that point, Vishnu, like something mm. just came out. I just listened today and they yeah. were saying that Man City are going to appeal and appeal and appeal. So it's going to get to the point where the ruling is not finalized by next season. So they still yeah. probably will play in the Champions League next year, which is bullshit because yeah. they cheated. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, but what's your final verdict? Are we making the top four or not? Okay, we've got how many? There's 12 games left, right? 12 um, games. We still do have some tough games ahead. I think we've got two or three more of the top. Yep. We, I think it's going to... Honestly, I think it's going to come down to our final fixture, um, which is against Leicester. So, and, okay, I'm going to make this prediction right now. I think we're going to beat Leicester that game, and we're going to seize number four. Yes. Let's go. Oh, it. shit. That <laughs> dramatic finish. <laughs> okay, I like it. Nice. Um, man, dude, I think it's just a matter of uh, consistency. I think that's all we need right now. I mean, um, we've, the scary part is, yeah, we've seen ourselves in this position before, really close to the top four, and then something happens, and we're just, like, fucking miles away again. And now we're back here again. So, I mean, this has been... But I think now I'm hoping what's going to be different is the fact that 
we have a new addition to our team one, which is Bruno. And then we have players coming back from injuries, like Valle's back now, and he's showing some promise. Um, uh, and then we have, yeah, Scotty, Scotty's coming back too. So that's fucking awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I also see this going till the end of the season, us fighting for the top four right till the very end. I don't think it's going to happen uh, anytime before that. But the key is consistency. I know it's easier said than done, but um, I just think now it's more likely that we find that consistency considering the additions we have. So, yeah, I want to be hopeful and say yes. And I don't want to go to the fucking end, even get a fifth spot, and then hope for Man City to not fucking make it. We'd yeah. rather just just win yeah. all our games. Like the fucking aim should be to just fucking win all our games. Even if it's like one nil, two nil, but just get those down points in right now. I think that's all that matters. Uh, yeah, I think I think we have a good shot. Like Spurs watching them against Leipzig and watching the highlights there. They were so fucking shit. They don't have Son now and Kane is out. Like yeah. they literally, and they have been in their last 10 games. I saw a stat. They had been over 50% possession once. And yeah. it was against Norway. It's Mourinho. It's fucking Mourinho. Dude, it is disgusting how bad they are. So I think we can overtake Tottenham. Sheffield United, dude, you know, there's a part of me that wants them to make uh, the top four spots. But I think, you know, yeah. they will fall out. I think we have to beat them in our game. Like, yeah. if we lose to them, then it's kind of, it's over. I think it's and over. Chelsea, and Chelsea is just like... I don't know, their last five games in the Premier League have been, like, discussed. They haven't won a game in five or six games. So I think we have a good shot, and it's good that we have two options. We also have the Europa League, uh, which we'll talk about in another episode. But I think, you know, we have to make the Champions League because if we yeah. don't, Jaden Sancho will not be joining us. And I think if we can uh-huh. get one or two more That's people, so- like... In the squad, we all, we easily easily can you know be fighting for you know the, those top three spots. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, one more thing to point out is that we do have four crunch fixtures coming up after the Bruges game. Um, we have Everton. We're playing first away, and then we've got an FA Cup against Derby, and then is the three big fixtures. We're playing City, Tottenham, and Sheffield back to back. Uh, we did we did amazing the last time we did play City and Tottenham. I'm hoping that it continues this time around. And uh, I think these four or five games is going to completely dictate terms of where it's going to finish this year. And I think we'll have a clearer idea after that Sheffield game. Yeah. We're going to say, all right, cool. United's either going to be in the top four or not. Dude, I think if we lose like a majority of those games or we don't do well, we should just say, okay, fuck the Premier League. Rest yeah. our dudes up and just go full on like Mourinho did in his first season and go for that Europa League. Because, you know, like you were saying, that is so critical. I didn't realize that that's the fucking fixtures coming yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> if we lose, we're done. We're done, yeah. dude. Uh, so sure. I just wanted to transition out of that into the final closing points and with a few quick hitters. Uh, AWB finally making assists. He got another yeah. assist. Yeah. That was beautiful. What a turn, and then what a cross. That was age perfect. Like, the more you watch the highlights, he, like, so perfectly, like, wrapped his foot around that and the ball. It was just, everything about that play was just amazing, bro. And I think, um, 
this is this is actually interesting because I wanted to bring this up while we were talking about the game earlier too. So I'm just quickly gonna hit this point. Uh, so even like both our goals are set pieces, right? And we yeah. haven't seen like a set piece goal in a while. I don't remember the last. I mean, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but it's been a while yeah. since we've seen it. And our biggest thing was like deliveries into the box are just not good enough, which we're seeing now. The moment Bruno's come come in. We saw that with the Maguire cross. He's just trying to find Maguire, and he finds people when he wants to find it. And yeah. you know, and Bissaka too is clearly working on his on his crosses, and that's evident. So, yeah, I think set pieces is the fact that we're getting better at set pieces is a very good sign that we can probably still compete for top four because even if we don't dominate games completely, when we get these set pieces, if we can take advantage of those situations, I think that it, that's the way we could probably get those points that we kept dropping uh, in the earlier parts of the season. But, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Bruno's right foot is ridiculous. His fucking free Did kick. see that, that free kick? Most... Oh, Man. baby. But I, the goalkeeper had it saved in case, like, even if it did go, he did, he was there. But the power in the... Like, when I first saw it initially, I was like, okay, cool. This is like... A it was really a tough good... angle too. Okay, yeah, it wasn't an it was... easy angle for a right footer. Like... It yeah. wasn't that easy, but yeah. Absolutely. Even for the near post as well, it's not yeah. that easy to do. Um, then I saw the replay of it, and then his like his speed with his like foot, like the the connection of the ball was insane. I think that um, there's a great thing as well that he's done. He scored wonder goals in the Europa League for Sporting, and uh, we've seen these like long range hits that he also attempted in the first game that he played. So. Man, like that, that gift is gathered golden boot already. <laughs> he, like the way he hits that ball is so sweet, yeah. and it's so good to have Fred and like Pereira off free kicks and corners too. Like the yeah. ball was so perfectly weighted. That's why Maguire hasn't scored yet. For, yeah. for Leicester, not, Maguire yeah. was scoring at least five goals a year, but he wasn't yeah. scoring because Fred was knocking in the ball. I love Fred, but like, yeah. it's not good I'm enough. Just, shot. Yeah, shot. not for. I mean, the only yeah. corner I think Fred took as well, like, it just dropped in the near post and it was just cleared off pretty easily. So, I, yeah. yeah, I think Bruno should just be taking set pieces. Both sides. Straight up. But. And yeah. the second big news that came out in Ollie's press conference against Club, I mean, before Club Bruges, is that Rashford will be potentially out for the rest of the year and potentially missing the Euros. That yeah. oh fuck! Yeah, I didn't know about the Euros, man. Damn, yeah. that's insane shit. Yeah. Dude, that is huge. I thought he was coming back like at least a month before yeah. the end of the Premier League, but that really severely impacts our you know top four. And because we just don't score enough goals without him, because he's such a threat. So I think that's huge news. Um, we can talk on yeah. that later. But the last point that I really want to get into is that fucking titty boy Nino Raiola keeps fucking wapping his mouth about Paul Pogba leaving. Dude, I just want, like, Paul Pogba to leave. And and the big story here is that um, Nino Raiola has been shopping Paul Pogba out to Juventus, Real Madrid, PSG, and there's zero bids. He came out in an interview saying there's zero bids. So, I mean, I don't know. Go ahead, Karthik. Who would want to fucking work with him, dude? Like, is he that... I mean, you, okay, so, I agree. 
a club that's been going through so much shit for the past five years. He's come out, and a, and a player who's been with us for what, uh, three seasons now? He's, he is an important part of this club, and you represent that player too. So isn't there some sort of responsibility, like the way you, you know, present yourselves to the media and stuff? Because wait, obviously other clubs won't want you because they feel like the moment like the club has a downfall, this guy's just going to shit on you and be like, okay, the club is ruining this player's life. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah, I, don't, I just don't understand it. Pogba needs to just go now. It's too toxic. It's sad, but it's toxic. Like, he has to leave. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, you think? I've got a lot to say on this little, yeah. little piece of <laughs> shit right here. Um, first of all, like he came out publicly on his on his um, official Twitter account, um, talking about all Egan Asosha keeping Paul Pogba as a prisoner, which is a load <laughs> of shit. Considering <laughs> how much what is this? Yeah. <laughs> as considering how much like Sosha has defended Pogba over the like the last. Six to eight months where he's just been fucking around and saying that, you know what, he's still the best player in the world. And any person, any team will be lucky to have him. And then this is my first point. Like, why in the middle of all this? So you might have a personal issue with Solskjaer or Man United, but you have, there's no reason to do this publicly. And I, he still, I understand that he also represents Jesse Lingard and uh, Zlatan and Verratti and all these players, but... Screw it, man. Like, we don't need any of you guys if we were... And Holland. We have, like, one of Holland as well. That's where we fucked up as well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, it, it does make sense, you know? Yeah. And and one more thing is that... What is Paul Pogba doing at all this well? And he knows that he's still contracted with Man United. And you can't have your agent creating drama between your own dressing room. This is affecting Manchester United in total. Like, it, it affects the people he plays with because they'll think he's a scumbag now. And yeah. um, he's not speaking out. He's not calming the nerves. He's not giving any response to it. And I feel it's... like relationships has really broken down between Sosha and Pogba now just because he hasn't said a word, even not even defending his own manager. So I think this is more of Pogba the brand talking than Pogba the player, which is ridiculous. And uh, just to touch on what you said as well, Juventus, Real Madrid are valuing him for 50, 60 mil, which is absolutely... Which is... <laughs> Dude, and yeah. that's the thing, you know, even as a brand, it's such terrible fucking PR what they're doing right now. Yeah. Pogba's it's not so... standing up for the fucking club. Raiola is just shitting. Which fucking club in its sanity would want a player? That to a player who, is, who has not played at all this season. I mean, barely, exactly. but whatever. Right. What Pogba is doing, he, he's just getting ready for the Euros. Like he does not want to get injured before the so. Euros. And he's yeah. he, I think the way they're yeah. angling this is Pogba's gonna have a huge Euros and then you know PSG or Real Madrid is gonna, you know, urgently come in for him. But I dude, I agree with you. And by the way, on what you were saying about Minorello's client list, Lukaku just dropped him on his move to Italy yeah. because he felt that um you know, Mino Raiola wasn't going to get in that move. I think Raiola's an idiot. Like, sometimes going to the media makes sense, okay? Yeah. Sometimes you, yeah. you got to put it out there that, you're okay, yeah. we're looking for bids, you know, come talk to us, we can sign a pre-contract. But yeah. this is, like, blatant, like, you know, fuck, fuck United. He's paying them hundreds of thousands of dollars per week or pounds, yeah. whatever it is. And, like, you're blatantly saying, dude, I don't want to be here, it's shit, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. he's such an important part of our squad, 
And I think it's it's sad because Paul Pogba, no doubt, is one of the best center midfielders in the world. Yeah. No doubt, yeah. dude. And we're just, like, it's just ending so shitty. Like, it could have ended better than this. He didn't have to go to the media this often. He's not even that um, old. He's only 27 years old. So he's yeah. still got a good five, four or five years peak at this peak. And if you're getting riddled with injuries and you're affecting your value, maybe he does come back stronger and play really good for us, as he has shown us before. So after whenever Pogba recovers from an injury or something, he comes back very strong. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. maybe that will change it all. But this, I honestly think that Mino Riola but being part of this campus. As long just, as... Yeah. As long as uh, Mino is his agent, dude, I don't think Pogba is going to stay anyway. So, and I don't think we need that right now, too. So, yeah. I don't think he's playing another game for us. Like, yeah, this entire season is Only in the pre match against for Club Bruges is just like, yeah, you know, Pogba is not training with the team. He's training by himself. It's going to take a few months. And a yeah. little bit of time. Like, dude, he's, yeah. he's out. Like, I think we should just forget this guy. We have to get. 100 million for him because uh, uh you know 50 million like you're saying that that going around is an absolute joke um but, but people I, also like no one's gonna uh, we're not gonna let him go like if people say like 60 70 million you're like fuck off like you've been yeah, just causing us trouble over trouble yeah why the fuck would we accept this even if we were like we were showing some sort of gratitude to saying all right cool you know it's good for both of us to go our separate ways and you can get a better club. Fine, but I don't think United's going to pull that anymore. They've tolerated enough of this Pogba bullshit. Yeah, yeah, dude. And and his, his, his contract expires at the end of 2021 and United has the club option again to extend him out. So we have yeah. all the chips, you know, like we can do whatever the fuck we want. Um but it's sad because, again, Pogba has been good for us and he's one of the best center midfielders in the world. And I, I wish he would have stayed and, you know, would have been happy at United. Um, yeah. But I think that is a good place to end. Do you guys want to add any points before we wrap up? Uh, I do. I do. Um, yeah. I just like whole community, uh, everyone to say, wish Armand a very belated happy birthday. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, Thank you, boys. It was Armand's birthday. He's 25. Yeah. He's finally grown a pair. He's oh, becoming, man. he's on a transition. His becoming balls a have dropped. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> Dude, so but actually, my, my birthday was when Chelsea beat United. I woke up to that. Oh, yeah. What a good birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Bisnu, and thank you, Oli, because that was a fucking big one. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, All right, boys. Just one more thing. Um, try and we're trying to get more active on social media. Trying to get some discussions. We've created a Facebook page now. We've, we have we're on Twitter. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube, and uh, we're, we're just trying everywhere. to get a discussion going. We are everywhere. Uh, tune in. Just finish this episode. Tell us what you think. Leave a like. Put down some comments. Wish Armana a very happy birthday. Yeah. Tell yeah. Karthik to get a beard cut, a beard trim or something. <laughs> Just like No one wants yeah. to see that, man. No one wants <laughs> to see that. Trust me. Yes. We the more famous we get, the, le- the more this beard is going to grow out. So <laughs> we'll, we'll wait for it. Yeah, we're having a conversation with all you guys about um, different aspects of our podcast and also what we our views on different aspects on Manchester United or anything football related. So just chime in as much as you can. Yeah.
perfect perfect way to wrap up definitely leave comments guys we want to see what you think you guys think we will be interacting with you and as vishnu said we're on all social media platforms follow us subscribe to us and we will be back soon with another episode see you guys see you homies. bye